Welcome. I am Sari Evers-Conrad. And I am Megan Scharfenberg. You are listening to episode 14 of the Pony Club podcast, the official podcast of the United States Pony Clubs, also known as USPC or Pony Club. The United States Pony Club's mission is to provide equestrians with an educational program that teaches riding and horsemanship while also developing important life skills in goal-setting, leadership, teamwork, and much more. The Pony Club podcast features guest experts and explores the stories of USPC members, graduates, and volunteers. Hear all about the experiences of equestrians of all ages as they share how their involvement with Pony Club preps them for amazing adventures within the horse industry as a whole. On this month's episode, we talked to Genevieve Rohner, a Pony Club member who is the youngest classified U.S. and world para-dressage equestrian. Her mom, Lexi Rohner, who also serves in a leader position within Pony Club, also joins us. And we offer a thank you to this episode's sponsor, Kentucky Equine Research. Introducing Resolvin EQ, the latest research-proven supplement developed by Kentucky Equine Research. Resolvin EQ is a revolutionary oil designed to support equine gastric health through strategic supplementation of long-chain polyunsaturated fatty acids. In a study conducted by Kentucky Equine Research, three months of supplementation with Resolvin EQ reduced the severity of gastric squamous ulcers in exercised thoroughbreds. In summary, target supplementation with Resolvin EQ provides potent anti-inflammatory support for horses predisposed to gastric ulcers. Learn more about Resolvin EQ at ker.com slash Resolvin. Well, Megan, last time we didn't really talk about the past USPC convention that had just happened in St. Louis. Uh, I know you mostly lived in the trade show and at the Shop Pony Club booth. Can you tell us what that was like and also what your favorite part of the convention was? Uh, sure. In the trade fair, we obviously had all of our vendors and we also had our silent auction. So we had a lot of people coming in and out throughout the day. Um, I got to see, I like to think that I got to see everybody who came to a convention at at least one point in time. Some people came by many times. I got to talk to a lot of our members, parents, volunteers, leadership, um, it was really great to actually be able to uh, meet a lot of the names that I know, but not necessarily the faces. Uh, so it was great to see everybody. Uh, what was your favorite part, Sarah? Well, I really enjoyed Allison Springer's speech. She spoke for, she was our keynote at the banquet on Saturday night. And she just did a great job talking about her life and her career and how it's developed and her accomplishments and you know, interspersing some funny moments throughout there and sharing some great photos. And I think that was just great for a lot of the kids who look up to her to see that. And then also she was in uh, the Pony Paddock and other people visited Pony Paddock too, to do education with the kids. And so that was a lot of fun To I popped in there several times doing photos. It's just super neat to see the youngest on up to like the professional development and all that. And a lot of the workshops were, were pretty cool. Although I didn't get to sit in on as many as I would have liked. Well, if you've missed seeing us this year, joining us in St. Louis, you'll have a chance again next year, January 24th through 28th of 2024, where we will be in Reno at the Peppermill Reno Resort. Yeah, I I was taking a look at that resort earlier today, and it looks really nice. It's like a premier AAA four-diamond resort. They have like a ton of restaurants on site. They have a spa, 
several pools, in, including an indoor one, which is nice because it'll be January. And then there's an arcade and shopping on site. And so I can definitely bring back some souvenirs for the family and a lot more. So I think it'll be great. Of course, we'll be sharing information on the next convention, along with both the Central and East Championships in our e-news blog and social media channels. So make sure you're signed up for those. E-news, the blog, and the USPC social media can give you important information you need for all the various opportunities, along with deadlines you won't want to miss such as college scholarships, internship opportunities, information about the USPC team and the USEF Pony Jumpers Championships, Fox Hunting Recognition Awards, Dressage and Eventing Awards, how to advertise or find our classified ads, and a lot more. You can find all of those on the show notes for each episode on any platform you find this podcast. All right. Well, I guess we're ready to bring on our guests. Genevieve Rohner, who is a member of the Pioneer Pony Club in the Intermountain region, has been the youngest U.S. classified para-dressage rider since 2017. Born a 28-week triplet, she was diagnosed with cerebral palsy, sensory processing disorder, and amblyopia. Then in 2022, she became the youngest globally classified para-equestrian. Following her first international season after being Named to Team USA in October, she was ninth out of 13 U.S. riders and 143rd out of 270 ranked para-equestrian riders in the world. She is pursuing her Pony Club C1 rating. And Lexi is Genevieve's mom. So Lexi is familiar with competitive sport as a former figure skating competitor and coach. She also used to work for U.S. figure skating. Lexi is the current secretary of Pioneer Pony Club in the Intermountain region, and she serves on the USPC DEIA committee. She said that they decided to join Pony Club after Genevieve's first national competition when they realized that because they live in a relatively isolated area, they don't have a lot of places where Genevieve could learn more about horsemanship. Well, thank you both Lexi and Genevieve for joining us. Thank you for having us. So can you tell us, uh, Genevieve, what made you want to start writing in the first place? She's pointing at me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She actually didn't choose to start writing. So she is a triplet and she has two brothers. Her other brother, one of her brothers has cerebral palsy and autism and six other diagnoses beyond that. And he was in a hippotherapy clinical trial when he was three, when they were three. And the following year, right after the clinical trial ended a few months later, they asked if he wanted to come ride again. And I said, sure. Can I bring my daughter? Because she also has these diagnoses, but it's very different than his. And they said, yes. So I brought her. He hated it. She loved it. Here we are 11 years later. (laughs) Um, She didn't want to do anything else. I um, was a competitor and a coach in figure skating. So I had all of the kids on the ice because I thought that would be good for them to learn, not necessarily to be competitors. And she skated for five years and overlapped that with hippotherapy. And one day said, can I be done with skating? And all she has wanted to do is horses since then. Well, can you tell us a little bit about your current mount? My horse, his name is Caspar. It's spelled K-A-S-P-A-R, and it means treasure in German because we got him from Germany. 
Nice. I wanted a German name for him. He's very sweet. He's very reliable. He's very calm. And we've had him for since May last year. What made you want to be on a U.S. team at such a young age? I don't really know because I don't remember saying this, but um, apparently when I was maybe five or six years old, I told my mom that I wanted to go to the Olympics and she does figure skating. And we, I think, had ice skating on the TV at the time. And then I was also doing figure skating at the time, but it was a little bit after I started riding horses. Then she told me that I would have to miss maybe playdates or parties and spend more time on the ice. And then I stomped my foot and said, no, mommy, horses. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't blame you. (laughs) Well, that seems like it's been a good choice for you so far. You've had so much success. And um, how have your time and experiences with Pony Club helped you in, in representing the U.S.? Um, it's helped me a lot. Like I've learned how to properly bandage a horse better or make sure the horse is fully groomed and going to rallies has helped me do, get more experience with that. And I've just like, the more I do stuff, the more I'm like, oh, I learned this in Pony Club and it helped me. So during your time in Pony Club, do you have any particular memorable experiences? I did tetrathlon last August, I think it was, and that was really fun. I got to have new experiences with that because I had never done something like that with Pony Club before, and I also got to participate in the shooting portion of it, and I thought that was very fun as well, and I actually, I had never done that before or shot a gun or anything before. And then when I had to do it at the tetrathlon, it was my second time ever doing it. And I actually did the best out of everybody from my club who went, which was shocking. Congrats. Thank you. (laughs) That was really fun. We've done quiz and tet. Um, We had to miss some rallies because we were in Florida, but her coaches are, I, I, I don't, know if I get the certification name right. HB, is that right? Is that the top one? Yeah, Megan McQueenie. Um, we had looked her up and she's a B graduate of Pony Club. Yeah, that was Genevieve's first coach. And uh, one of the coaches she works with here in Utah and her assistant are both uh, Pony Club also, Ingrid George and Susie Curtis. Um, and it's been really neat to work with coaches who are Pony Club. The para- team development coach, Lisa Helmer in Florida is also Pony Club. And it's it's neat to have that connection with people when we tell them that Genevieve is involved. But Megan's been a huge inspiration. She's like family to us. I'd say somebody who's like a pretty big part of my horse journey is my coach in Florida, Kate Shoemaker. She went to the Tokyo Paralympics. I've ridden at her barn when I've gone to Florida and I've kept my horse there when we've gone before and she let me compete her Paralympic mount in October in Tryon in my third three-star competition and she had never let anybody else 
compete him other than herself before. So that was pretty cool. And she's, we talk to her every day and she's a huge help and she's great. Well, you just mentioned your third three-star event. What is it like to ride at that high level? It doesn't really intimidate me that much. I don't really get nervous at competitions. And like, for example, my first three-star, I wasn't nervous at all. People kept coming up to me and they were like, good job. It's okay to be nervous. And I was just like, thanks, but I wasn't nervous at all. <laughs> For me, I really like the environment at competitions, especially like that. Like, it's just really fun for me. So you talk about not being nervous, which that's kind of a rare thing. Do you have any tips for other kids out there, or other riders on how not to be nervous? Um, make sure that you keep breathing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, make sure that you are enjoying it. and. Just try to think about, like, don't think about, um, like, oh, this could go wrong or that could go wrong or just anything like that. Just try to keep thinking about yourself, not about other riders, and focus on you and your horse. Do you have any special memories from your riding um, that you'd like to share with us? Um, I think definitely the most special one was one of them definitely when I was allowed to compete Kate's horse. I think that's the most memorable one so far, at least since I've started my international journey. It must have been really, really awesome to be able to have that privilege to work with such a such a well, I'm sure well-mannered and well-educated horse. Yeah, he's a really cool horse. Now, did you meet her before she was in the Paralympics in Tokyo? Because I remember watching her ride. Did you like watch her ride and then meet her or did you already know her? Uh, We met her in 2020. So we already knew her because then it got moved to 2021. And we also met her the winter before it happened anyway. So, oh, okay. Well, that must have been fun to like root her on while she was there. It's worth noting that Kate is Genevieve's main competitor in the U.S. as well as her coach. Yeah, that's a unique situation as well. It's incredibly unique. And Kate is a remarkable individual. She's an equine vet. She's a coach. She's a Paralympic and para-world medalist. She owns her own farm. Um, She is an incredible competitor. She's one of the most special people we've met in probably any sport, but certainly in Genevieve's sport and her generosity in sharing her knowledge to help Genevieve get further faster than she herself did when she was Genevieve's age is unparalleled. She's one of the most generous individuals we've ever met in a competitive sport and never asks for anything in return ever and doesn't toot her own horn ever. Like I probably do that way more than she ever would. (laughs) I'm so grateful for what she's doing for my daughter. Yeah, that's amazing. It is. And she's not just that way with Genevieve. I mean, she does things for other people in para as well that always go under the radar. And when people realize, oh, Kate did that. Wow. You know, Kate did this too. You know, wow. I mean, she's probably going (laughs) to blush when she hears the podcast, but she it's, it's worth mentioning because she is that special, certainly to us, but definitely the para program. Yeah. That's so great to be able to have a mentor like that. And so also kind of, you understand 
each other's experiences because she's also doing it as well. And yeah, that's got to be really neat. She's the one person in the entire world, or at least certainly our country that knows exactly what Genevieve needs and uh-huh. she's going to help her get it. That's great. Once that um, She's basically me in 20 years. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> speaking of like in 20 years, you mentioned she's a vet. Uh, do you know what you want to be when you grow up? Um, I'm not sure about that yet. Um, maybe being a vet could be something interesting. Yeah, that's definitely a need out there for uh, horse vets or small animal vets. So, but uh, yeah, you've got time. So Lexi, what's it been like to see your daughter go on to have so much success at such an early age and uh, still have the potential to like do even more and to reach the Paralympics? So as a former coach myself, because I coached skating for about 25 years and, and a competitor, when we had triplets, they were born extremely premature with a lot of medical problems. And my husband and I um, decided that our one rule was going to be that they all do a sport because we both are former or current competitors in some manner in different sports and whatnot. And we thought that sports gives you pretty much everything you could need to learn about life in addition to being healthy physically. And so that was our rule. And once the kids got past all of the medical stuff and started doing their sports, I was surprised that Genevieve honed in on something so early and was so committed to a goal that she set at such a young age. And as a coach, I have only seen, I can count on one hand, how many times I've seen a young, young child who had their sport in their head. And that was where they were going. And one of those kids actually is now an international competitor in figure skating. She's the friend, a daughter of a friend of mine. Um, and I remember when she was about two or three, I put her on the ice and I thought this kid has skating in her bones. And so when I see my daughter at five, looking at me and telling me she's going to the Olympics and stomping her foot about this. And I could just tell it was like the same kind of thing. And, and I recognized it and I was a little overwhelmed by it because in the past it had only been other people's kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought, okay, what do I do with this? I don't know this sport at all. I'm not a horse person. You know, I look at an arena and think there should be ice on this, not dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we joke and call when we, the tractor drags the arena. uh, We joke and call it the dirt Zamboni because the Zamboni is what they use to clean the ice. So she calls the Zamboni, the ice tractor. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, I've been in arenas all my life is the different kind of arena that I've had to be in a lot with her. And I'm certainly willing to do it because she's really driving the train and she's very committed to what she's doing. And she's never once wavered from her goals. And anytime something is a sort of speed bump, she rolls with it so incredibly well, better than almost any athlete I've ever seen. And it's both impressive to me and, you know, kind of it makes me take a step back because I look at her and think, this is my kid. Like, this is amazing that she's so mature for how she handles any setbacks because there's always going to be setbacks. Um, right. But I really believe our decision to put them into sports at a very young age was the thing. And we told them, you don't have to be competitive. You can be recreational. You can be skill building. You know, you can go once a week, as long as you're doing a sport. And if you want to change, you finish what you start, and then you can move to a different sport. We're not going to push you to be competitive if that's not what you want. 
and they all chose to be competitive. So um, that was kind of fun for us too, though, because we enjoy competition and it, it really teaches you things that you're going to learn about yourself that you won't learn under any other circumstances. And I really think she's taken all of her experiences and used them in a really healthy way to move her life forward in how she wants it to be. And I, I couldn't be more proud of her. I mean, her first international, the next competitor was eight years older than her. And um, there's a couple of other girls who are 17, 18 now who are also doing three stars. So the the age gap is a little bit less. Um, and since she became the youngest in the world last March, there's another girl in the world, I think in Spain, who is maybe two weeks younger than Genevieve, who's now doing three stars as well, which is really cool that there's other younger girls out there. Um, but she's been the youngest classified para in the country since 2017. Um, and just being that young around all these other ladies who are incredibly helpful, kind to her great role models, um, is, is really amazing for me to watch her navigate through this. Well, I'd like to also say kudos to you too, because, okay, you've got three kids that you said are competitive and and doing things and, you know, you're helping her get to Florida and be coached and, and all that. And then you volunteered to be secretary of the Pioneer Pony Club. So we know there's work involved with that as well. So we thank you for being a volunteer with Pony Club as well. Thank you. That was exactly what we wanted to ask, what I wanted to ask. How do you do it? You're a very busy woman, obviously. How do you do it? Are you ready? Here's the secret. Are you ready? I don't fold anything. (laughs) No laundry. No, no, I don't fold anything. Everything I have is either non-wrinkleable or it's, it, it stays wrinkled, whatever, but, but, (laughs) you know, so here's the thing. Um, I, I had my career when I was younger, I managed hotels for 13 years. I, I coached skating for a long time. There's a lot that I did in my life before I had kids. I, um, I got married at 35. I had triplets at 40. That was not quite how I expected parenthood to come about in my life. And the best thing about that was I got rid of all my expectations because they were useless. Everything I had to do was something I'd never done before in ways that I couldn't have imagined. And my husband is incredibly supportive and we both work from home, which really gives us a lot more flexibility. So having triplets at 40, um, you know, such a new experience for me was nothing like I could have imagined, like I said, and I think we just sort of had to wing it. (laughs) And so we, we, we really value humor, my husband and I, and I would much, (laughs) much rather laugh than cry. Um, so we, we laugh a lot and I think that helped us get through quite a bit of, of dismal days and very life-threatening situations with the kids when they were babies. And after that, Mm -hmm. it scares me. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, that's a good way to look at it. I'm very organized, which I happened to be before I had them. That's just sort of coincidentally lucky, but, um, in terms of taking the kids around to things, her, her two brothers, both ice skate, one is an adaptive skater and I have to skate with him to hold him up. Mm. And, um, I'm, I'm going to brag a little. He has won three national showcase gold medals in skating for wow. his performances, which is very exciting. He's a Shriners hospital ambassador and U S figure skating, get up champion. And his, their other brother is an intermediate ice dancer. So when I travel with them, I'm not usually gone for more than a week. 
And my husband is really good to hold down the fort when I'm away with them. When I'm away with Genevieve, it's a lot longer usually, but he's incredibly supportive and just great. I mean, he's, he's the best partner I could have possibly imagined in terms of this kind of thing. And we, we were really only trying for one kid. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little while to have them at all. And then we got three and we thought, okay, well, here we are. (laughs) Well, there you go. It sounds like y'all are pretty close and yeah, you have a lot going on, but, um, so I have a question for Genevieve. What do you have? What do you have next coming up like this year? Um, well, actually tomorrow we are heading to Ocala, Florida to train and then head down to Wellington to compete in the next three star. So I know you're headed for the, you know, you're hoping for the 2024 Paralympics. What do you have to do to qualify? She's looking at me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so qualifying started on January 1st and, um, We, we actually um, are, we have a horse that we bought two years ago, who was supposed to be her horse for the run up to 2024. And he decided he didn't want to be a para horse. (laughs) So he's a fantastic horse. He's, he's beautiful. And the judges love him, but he just wasn't personality wise after what he wasn't happy. He wasn't really happy doing para. Um, so, but he's going to be great for somebody when we sell him, but, uh, he was fantastic. He was good for her at the time, but, um, he didn't work out for that. So right now the, the run-up for 2024 started January 1st and catch riding last season. And probably this season doesn't really put her too much into the mix for 2024, but I always say it's not over till it's over. I mean, the top four riders in para right now are so Hot and on such a great streak, they're very likely to be the team selected. But our participation in the run-up for Genevieve is really important right now because it's good experience no matter what the outcome is. Uh, and I think I believe her goal of becoming a Paralympian will happen whether it's 2024 or not. So when I was a skating coach, people used to say, Oh my gosh, you coach figure skating. Do you have any Olympic hopefuls? And I would say, they all hope that's why I have a job. And so no matter whether she's actually being considered for 2024 or not, that hope is such a key part of training and moving ahead in everything she does, regardless of placement on the team. Yes, I think it's so important to have those goals and whatnot. And, you know, Genevieve, I'd like to thank you for always uh, promoting Pony Club on your on your Facebook and whatnot. And you're sharing your journey there. And we know you all have a website. Do you want to share your website for listeners? Yeah, it's grparaequestrian.com. And her Instagram is gr underscore paraequestrian. Great. Well, our listeners can follow along with your journey and see how you're doing. And we appreciate you joining us on the podcast. Um, thank you. I actually wanted to point out one more thing. Um, okay. The uh, Pony Club DEIA committee had invited me to be part of that committee as well, so they could start to understand para better and see how Pony Club can develop in that area. So I'm very excited to be participating in that. It's It's been great. I've been very grateful to be asked to partake, and we're certainly grateful that you guys asked us to chat with you today. Yeah, well, thank you. And again, we'd like to thank episode sponsor, Kentucky Equine Research. If you would like to sponsor a Pony Club podcast or have your company represented in other ways with USPC, 
please reach out to us at advertising at ponyclub.org. And we would like to offer a big thank you, as always, to our Pony Club corporate sponsors, Carrots, who is the official apparel sponsor, Shapley's, the official grooming products sponsor, The Horse, Triple Crown, the official feed sponsor, Wintech, the official saddle sponsor, and Zoetis, the official equine health and wellness partner. And don't forget to visit shopponyclub.org for all your Pony Club needs. We have everything from gifts to Pony Club apparel to manuals and study guides. Shopponyclub.org is your one-stop Pony Club shop. Thank you all for listening.